Pirates here. That's right, we're talking about Stripped to Kill on Kill by Kill After Dark. Well, greetings and salutations, Internet. How you doing? This is your old pal Patrick Hamilton, coming to you once again from the Skid Row District of downtown Los Angeles, or MacArthur Park, which is nearish. I mean, like you can walk there, but not necessarily close to it. The, the geography of this movie is all over the place. This is the Kill by Kill podcast. Uh, we're dedicated usually uh, to talking about horror characters and the order in which they die. But every other week, we've decided to uh, slow things down and talk about the most erotic or unerotic thrillers we can find. And of course, there's only one person that I trust that if I need to break into somebody's apartment, uh, she will make sure it is filled with the worst art I could possibly find hung in a closet. The one, the only Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina? I, I'm good, but uh, I must insist that given the uh, the subject matter of the 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 film we're about to talk about, mm-hmm. that you address me as Dakota. Okay, that's that's my stripper name. <laughs> okay, sure. And and uh, I you know think that maybe we should call you Destiny. Oh, okay. With two with two e's. Okay, let me write this down because I'm going to forget. Let's see. Uh, you are Dakota, and I am Destiny. Destiny. Yeah. Or Destiny. Could I have an accent over the E? Uh, yeah, sure. Make it sound French. Sure. <laughs> put a little, put a little, put a little, put a little class on it. Oh, this movie desperately uh, screams class. <laughs> um. This movie was suggested to us I, both on Facebook and on Twitter. People were, you know, when we announced After Dark as a, as a concept, uh, particularly after we watched Jade, it just seemed to come up like, oh, you're, you're watching Strip to Kill, right? You're watching Strip to Kill. And I feel like there was some sort of Strip to Kill renaissance. And when I watched the trailer, I was like, oh, is this movie like full of like really hardcore kills? Like maybe this is, you know, everything we were looking for. And then I watched the movie, Dakota. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got to say this. I was disappointed. Um, this is <laughs> trashy, yeah. but not nearly as trashy as it should have been. Right. Like yeah. you even got a, a tasteful fade out before the expected sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> not that I wanted to see these characters have sex with each other. No, but, but, but I figured that, that this was such a buildup to this supposed, you know, sizzling chemistry. They have between the two of them. Allegedly. Um, that, you know, this is going to be you know, the big moment that no, yeah. it, it, it just kind of fades away. No, like, like everything in this movie, it just fades yeah, away. I mean, if you're expecting a lot of nudity, all you get is, you know, boobs. I mean, there's a lot of boobs. There, I'll break it down for everyone. There, there's, this is about, I'd say, 23 minutes worth of plot. And I'd say 35 minutes of elaborate stripping scenes. Uh, with, but, with, the, with the worst music that you would never hear in, oh, in a strip club ever. No, 
No, this is this is terrible. This it seems like uh, things they brought into Streets of Fire, and the producers like, no, that's not cool enough for Streets of Fire. And that's so much like, Streets of Fire as uh, as Flash Dance. Remember Flash well, this, Dance? Yeah, this and, movie and has it, a real Flash Dance problem. Yeah, where they were it, supposed to be strippers too, but instead they were doing like interpretive dance with mm-hmm. with props and a lot of heavily synthesizer music <laughs> right. instead of just taking their clothes off to you know pour some sugar on me or something. Right. Exactly. There's a lack of Def Leppard happening here. There's a lot, lack of hair of, uh, have, have, what was it? What was the MTV show? The head, head bangers, head bangers ball. ball. Yes. <laughs> um, it uh, was not for me. We are, we are um, not like, let's, let's be, let's be clear. We are not, you know, denigrating strip clubs here. No, you know, you no, know, they this serve has purpose. very little to do with strip clubs. Yeah, they, they serve a purpose that, you know, you know, strippers provide a valuable service. I am not at all right. being sarcastic about that. No, no, no. But no, this, this is, uh, this is, uh, this is as much fantasy as Tron is. Like, it just, right. like, it is, it is strip club in name only because the amount of prop budget like how is Norman Fell making any money on this place? <laughs> I think everybody's got like snakes and their own like neon light setups and all. Right. Yes. Yeah, like, like who, as far as we can tell, there are two people running this strip club, Norman Fell and his loser, you know, nephew, I guess. I don't know what that relationship the, the is. M- the MC. Yeah. Who, who keeps trying you, to ask the girls out. Yeah. Hmm. You work together. That's never, that's not going to happen, man. But he is a sad sack. Uh, at what point um, at the end of the movie, he gets shot by uh, the villain uh, who you would think would be Greg Evigan because he is the true villain oh. of the movie. But the, I'll, I'll, I'll let me, when you let, finish what you're going to say, and then, I, then I'm going to say something about okay. that. <laughs> and he, he's not, he's shot in the shoulder, the, in his right shoulder your heart is kind of to your left. So I, I don't doubt that that, that hurts like hell. Like it might've, you know, hit a lung. There's all sorts of things that could have happened over there, but he almost seems to f- d- decide, hmm, is it going to get better if I stay alive? And he decides, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Greg Evigan. Yeah. Um, number one, uh, watched Mickey Rourke for about a week before, uh, making this movie and said, yeah, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, failed miserably in, in, in every possible way. <laughs> uh, we haven't covered Mickey Rourke yet in, uh, in no. this, this endeavor. And I feel like we're going to need to get to him at some point. Sure. Because he was a big figure in erotic thrillers for a little while. Now you kids yeah. today may think, uh, Mickey Rourke. Like Once Iron upon Man, the time he was a very pretty man. He was incredibly attractive and had you know, sexual chemistry with every single one of his co-stars, male, female, inanimate object, whatever. <laughs> um, Everything got steamier when he was around. He he carried his own a uh, weather system with him. He he redefined the word smoldering. Mm-hmm. Um. And a lot of actors, particularly a lot of actors in B and C level movies, really, really tried for that uh, Mickey Rourke je ne sais quoi. Yeah. And usually to them, it meant wearing a leather jacket, an earring, and stubble, and nothing else. 
Uh, not not no other clothing, just that they brought nothing else to the to the table. But they that. thought that was enough. Like I can slip this uniform on and have that level of on screen uh, on screen you know sexuality. And uh, in Greg Evigan's case, it it's he he, he looks like he's terrible. wearing a ho- he looks like he's wearing a Halloween costume for one thing. Yes. He's like where he's like wearing he's like wearing a George Michael costume. <laughs> like George, like George Michael's Circa Faith. Um, yes. And for, I, I read a few uh, reviews of this and mostly retrospectives because I mm-hmm. believe it was just re-released on Blu-ray recently, like within the Correct, past couple yeah. of years. And more than one review mentioned his charm, that he's very charming. Oh. And, and I could only respond to this with, my God, what are you smoking? Uh, I, whatever they're on, I would love to have it because, because he is he, he is anti charming. He is the most. Have you considered my penis? We have ever come across in this podcast. He is the worst boyfriend. He's the worst Possibly boyfriend. The worst he's, cop. He's the worst cop. He's the yeah. worst partner. He's the worst friend. Everything he does is just bad, bad, bad. But you are supposed to accept it all because it is heavily telegraphed that they are going to end up together at the end of the movie with this woman who is too smart for him, much yeah. too good for him, doesn't like him at any, no. you know, I, I can't imagine. I, I have Why to would she? I have to imagine these behind the scenes things like these cat these actors, like they, they hate each other. <laughs> um, and you, you find that a lot like you found that with uh, nine and a half weeks that uh, yeah. Kim Basinger and Mickey Rourke didn't actually like each other very much uh, basic instinct uh, but you know they all power through it and and you know managed to you know, make it seem like they were into each other here no there is no chemistry no energy nothing and and this character is so badly written where he plays a prank quote quote eric he's a pranker he loves playing pranks like pretending to stab someone yeah you know joshing like yeah. you do with your friends you know, breaking into your female partner's house in the middle of the night you know yeah. just just to you know because it's funny it's funny to watch her scared and you know getting her to to you know, tricking her tee hee into into entering a stripping contest and then getting real mad when men respond to her stripping oh he really dries up like First off, it's her on stage is its own thing because that has to be talked about. Kaylin's does not possess rhythm. Uh, she's a very uh, she does a, she does like an, she does like an Elaine Bennis dance at one point. Yeah, while she's like half dressed, he he's terrible. <laughs> like oh, there's okay. this there's this component to him. Like you said, he's he's playing dress up. So, but there's this weird idea, and it must have started with Cobra is the first place I can think of, where they're you're wearing this duster and then uh, a a sweatshirt with the the ring of the collar cut off and fingerless gloves and the leather jacket and the yeah. mullet and 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 <laughs> like apparently he's not undercover. He just dresses like this all the time, and it's like. <laughs> undercover as an asshole like come on <laughs> no he's not undercover as that at all that's his full-time job baby <laughs> you can't slip that skin it, it's off. just it's so funny that like we could try to explain to the youth that well this is what was considered cool back then except it really wasn't no. i mean you you did not see 
people just walking around dressed like this. Like, you know, with again, like they all look like George Michael. Yeah. <laughs> yes, to a degree. They all have a George Michael thing going on. But uh a compensating uh element but, to but it this too. is supposed to be a, a you know, super masculine way for a man to dress and it's like mm. like you look like you just forgot your eyeliner <laughs> he does need some eyeliner um he, greg evigan as a performer particularly on screen generally has to be paired with somebody else and in this movie he's lacking that bear he's lacking a second dad <laughs> he, I'm he's, lacking. he's lacking that paul riser quote, quotient. <laughs> he needs a monkey to drive a truck with him and Kaylin's is not up to the task because she's been given a whole other set of problems to deal with that start begin with her inability to dance well, there, well, there's that, but then the movie kind of, and here's the problem with this, well, the problem, as I always <laughs> say, you've got right. the classic, and we run into these a lot, honestly, you know, this is two movies happening at the same time. Yeah. And that is because the director, Cat uh, Shea, wanted to make a movie about strippers from the stripper's perspective. And mm-hmm. I think that part of the movie is pretty good I, I i think that that's all right i yeah. i found this the 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 stripper characters as interchangeable as they could be at times yeah pretty more interesting and entertaining on screen than well they seem genuine that's right. for sure right a few of them obviously must have come from the industry because right. they have the skills to back up what they're doing i mean you see some of these women uh you know with the apparatus they have available to them and it's obvious that they haven't just gone through a pole dancing boot camp like they fucking know right. how to do this right i i feel like she you know pluck these people as you say from the scene yeah and and you know they're they're interesting i you know they they seem like you know decent people you know you've got the one you find you you've got the one character who's a, who's an addict but she's not necessarily treated like a like 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 she's a bad person. I mean, she does end yeah. up losing a job and then getting killed, but um, they seem like real people. But then you've got the Roger Corman element of it, <laughs> which is, yeah. you know, tits and blood. Although there's yes. not a lot of blood. Although uh, the, the kills are fucking brutal. That is the wild thing about it. Like there's one kill that has to be, one of the the just the hardest things that we've ever covered on the show where a woman is hung by garrote wire and then attached to a semi truck and sent off like cargo on yeah, the bottom and, of a truck. And it's mentioned that she was dragged like a hundred miles. I mean, yeah. thankfully we're not shown the result of that, but um Yes. Uh so you've got two movies, you know, you at loggerheads with each other. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Kay Lenz as a not very convincing police officer. No. Um, who, you know, is tricked somehow into going <laughs> undercover at the strip club to find the murderer of this stripper whose body she discovers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, you know, she you wins a, strip, a amateur stripping contest, emphasis on amateur 
um, and is you know conveniently given a job at the strip club full time. Yeah, and she gets a little better, I guess, at stripping uh, a bit after a while. She adds some twirls to it. There's a point where <laughs> we see like. <laughs> The fact that that this this place has tech rehearsal, I just love. Just the stage manager nerd in me, I was like, "Oh, we're having tech here. That's that's great." <laughs> but so she kind of gets into it. Um, you know, she learns to enjoy. I, I guess I don't know if "enjoy" would be the word for it. I think she find. I I think she finds a, a level of fulfillment and control where she's constantly. Probably um, the the movie doesn't bring this to the table. You kind of end up filling in gaps with like she doesn't. Your own she doesn't want to like even when she's told that she does. She she must quit this you know undercover work. She doesn't want to because no. she because she has you know grown attached to these women that she works with, and she likes having some sense of control over the audience. There's uh, an empowerment element to it. There's a control element. Like she's uh, she's uh, very much you know, undercut in her real job. So in this job, aside the fact that she can't really dance, no one's telling her what a lousy job she's doing. Right. But, but she's got Greg Evigan, who is not her boyfriend, not her husband. No. Has, has, you know, not, not that, you know, your boyfriend or your husband should get all, you know, super shitty, you know, about you becoming a stripper, especially if it was his idea in the first place. Mm. Yeah. Um, but he 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 gets, you know, suddenly his feathers are all ruffled about her wanting to continue stripping. He's very angry about this. Oh. And and there's there's scene in the kitchen, yeah, where she has an on counter oven. It's it's like it's a whole oven, but on your counter. I've never seen something and he's like that just before. Answering her phone. Yeah. And, and he'll letting himself into her house and and I'm like charming <laughs> <laughs> yeah please please denote the charming element of this you know, it, just it, because it, he drives a Suzuki samurai does oh not make him God, charming this fucking ugly car with him like just you know his entire whole ass body exposed in it <laughs> but like if he if they had actually been an established married couple, and he was suddenly having second thoughts about her being a stripper. Okay, fine. That that you know, maybe that would add a little interesting dramatic element to it. But mm-hmm. A, it was your idea, asshole. Right. <laughs> and, and and B, you're not her boyfriend. You, no. you you don't you don't have any you know, cause in being offended at other men showing her attention. Yeah. Oh man! Just every time the camera flashes to him while he's like, just quote stewing, unquote undercover, just yeah. simmering, you know, just you know. baking in his own juices about his decision, <laughs> <laughs> and it does not help that Kay Lenz, who I think became a better actress after this, but at this point in her career is basically like. He's saying, Mom, can we have Cheryl Ladd? And she goes, No, we we have Cheryl Ladd at home. And Kay Lynn shows up. Kay Lynn's had like, one black coffee. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Disneyland. Now you sit in the parking lot. I'm going in and writing well, the matter. She, the problem is she never, she never, even when she, you know, allegedly starts getting into it and, and finding mm-hmm. some sense of personal freedom in it. 
She yeah. never stops looking embarrassed and uncomfortable. Because it's probably embarrassing and uncomfortable. Well, I'm sure it is, but but yeah. you know, I mean, you know, I couldn't do it. I have nothing but respect for for strippers and exotic dancers because I could not do it. I I don't you know I I've never been to a generally for men strip club mm-hmm. but you know i have been to parties where there's been male strippers and there's nothing more uncomfortable than, than just seeing somebody <laughs> in very small underwear just like <laughs> gyrating in front of you and 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 i can't imagine what that must be like for the dancer yeah i i it's not to say that i wish i could just sexualize somebody but i have a hard time when i've been in those situations and they've been few and far between where I don't humanize the person, like, ooh, that must be difficult. Those shoes must must hurt. <laughs> and and that's like, not and sexy. Like, yeah, and, and, you just feel, and then you're like, oh, God, they must think I'm a total fucking scumbag. You know? right. like, yeah, like well, I feel the- sleazy even being in here. But, of course, this is the conceit we've all asked for. The only thing, The only thing I can control here is me not acting like an asshole. And everything else is just out of my control. <laughs> right. No- I, I, you might find my, you know, like I said, I went to a party. It was like a, someone's, I believe it was 40th birthday party. This was ages mm-hmm. ago. And uh, they brought in a stripper. And he, of course, he was dressed like a cop. Did the whole, you know, you're under arrest for being sexy in the first degree and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Show me that law in the books, sir. Right. And so he's down his little tidy underpants, which, you know, don't look good on anybody. Let's 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 face it. And at one point I'm sitting there like my face is on fire. Um, (laughs) And he's up on a chair and just like they're doing his little dance. And he's like, he's like, I'm up here. And I'm like, just like looking away. He's holding out that Tyler Bill. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I cannot make eye contact with your crotch. If, you, if I do, I'm just, I'm going to pass out and die of embarrassment. Oh, we are my. really very square individuals. Uh, yeah, yes, we are. I, that we're we're copping to it. We're guilty as charged. It's sexy not. Cop. It's not a judgment. I swear to God. I you know I, I have no. I mean, as long as you're respectful and don't yeah. think that the stripper makes eye contact with you is because she likes you. Mm-hmm. I I have no problem with people who who you know, who go to strip clubs again. Strippers provide a valuable service. Right. It's exactly. just I. It's something I am not personally comfortable with seeing. Yes, and I don't know that this movie made it any more comfortable. No. Let's no. start at the beginning just for a second. I, we're not going through the plot of this fucking no. thing. There's there's no plot. There's no Someone's plot. killing and, strippers. Right, there's no plot, and the, the twist is incredibly easy to figure out. The, the twist is incredibly easy to figure out coming into it, and yes. I still don't quite understand it. Um. <laughs> Well, I, I have an issue because I, it's it's a little okay. Yeah, I, I'm probably going to regret saying this, um, but I but I hope that my audience understands me. Uh, this is another this is another uh, color. We, well, we haven't talked about color of night yet, but we're getting to that. Right. Uh, yeah. This is a popular trope in uh, '80s and and into the '90s thrillers of kind of messing with the whole transgender thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is I am unsure if the actor playing the dual roles of uh, a brother and sister, I don't know the gender of the the actor. So I don't know if 
is an actor playing a woman playing a man or i don't you know what i'm saying like so yeah. I, I i i will say that it's easy to figure out that this, these characters are played by the same actor um right. because you could tell in their male persona that they're wearing you know it's a fake beard like it's fake it's basically airbrush stubble and yes. and they also do the whole thing where they hug each other but they're or when these characters are the same scene together one character is always shot from behind it's very soap opera right yeah. so they we're not doing some you know dead ringer shit where they're both on screen and facing the camera at the same time so i'm like you'll be able to figure out right away that's the same actor Play yes. play both of these characters. So clearly, one of these one of these characters is not what they seem to be. Um. Yeah. I. And as far as like we've confronted this before, like one of our our beloved films here is Happy Birthday to Me, in which uh, one woman decides. Spoiler alerts for a film we covered in in <laughs> two thousand and seventeen, but uh, one woman uh, covers herself in a life mask. At like mission impossible style and is able to seduce other dudes um, while in this mask and kill them. And no one knows it's, it's a, it's a lady in a mask. I find it really hard to believe that uh, the dual characters here are <laughs> that you could, that you could have a full on were we're macking on the couch sex with one another and go, Oh, this, this individual's breasts are, uh, latex. Um, well, no, at the time, I think that's that scene. The other uh, the sister Roxanne, you know, as herself is still alive. Oh, because oh. They, they are in the scene together because, because Eric quote unquote, yeah. the brother does show up at the house while she's there. Um, so I think that she is still alive as herself at that point. And then she is I presumably see. murdered at some point. And then Eric takes over as her and nobody seems to know the difference. I... Even, even though she, there's there are one point where she is dancing fully topless. Yes. And, and I mean, there are, I, it, it, another thing I will say in, in favor of this movie, uh, you know, other up to a point other than Roxanne, everybody seems to have their match their own boobs. Yeah, there's, there's not sure. there, there's not a bad boob job in sight in this, and, and God no. bless, I appreciate that. <laughs> so, I, yeah, the whole thing was entirely confusing to me. Uh, not in terms of gender performance, but in terms of the plot. I I was just like, what? And then on the other hand, Eric as a murderer, uh, Eric slash Roxanne. It has the ability to create fire. He's like running around town with a loose can of gasoline <laughs> and can just produce walls of flame anywhere he wants to. Yeah, which like that seems like something that, you know, you would think that it would be hinted at by Roxanne using flame in her act. But that's another stripper that does that. Right. The only, the only no. like, like the big the big reveal that oh my god this is the same person is because they both have a habit of putting out cigarettes and coffee. That's like, right. the, that's, like that's like the big oh shit. <laughs> oh my lord! Um, I was just blown away by the killer's ability to create walls. Like the the how gasoline works here is magic because it. It lights somebody on fire when you want it to, but not other times. And then there's this idea 
that if you shoot a gun near gasoline, it'll just light anything up. Which oh, is that's, not- that's a that's a that's a, that's such a, a common trope in 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 bad action movies. I can't I I can't fault this this movie from specifically for that. That's but that's so you know overused. Yeah. I mean, Greg Evigan literally allows this guy to kill a whole bunch of people because he stops Kay Lenz from actually shooting the perpetrator of a crime. And then he's like, it would have set you, it would have lit you on fire. She wasn't covered in fucking gasoline. So that's not the problem. I, I don't, well, he's the worst. He's the fucking worst. I, he's awful. He's absolutely awful. And it's, you know, well, you know, she, she, She's risking her relationship with him to continue. What relationship? <laughs> if they're partners, you know, if he and doesn't like it, if he doesn't like what she does, what she doesn't, you know, with her time off, who gives a goddamn? Seriously, are you saying that she can't, like, on the you, side, continue to strip how, if she how wants awful, to? How awful is that? She's not taking his feelings into consideration. I don't care. I <laughs> She refuses to consider his penis. The, the scene which they have this weird argument at Randy's Donuts and why they have gone to the South Bay to Randy's Donuts. Well, they want they want to make sure it was either that or the, the hot dog stand because you need to let the rubes know they're in Los Angeles. Sure. But that would have made sense since they're primarily working in downtown Los Angeles. They've decided to take the 101 all the way down. And come to Long Beach to Randy's Donuts. Are, are you saying that all these Los Angeles landmarks that we see in movies are not all within the same three block radius? <laughs> yes. I hate, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. But they put on a one act show in front of a group of people who by extension become the most entertaining people oh the old the black lady oh yeah she's movie. like she's like don't give in to that asshole like you got yeah. right grandma <laughs> she seems fantastic also should just be a part of the movie from i just that want point to pop on. up out of, out of various frames and be like don't give in to that asshole <laughs> <laughs> like she should just be in the backseat of that suzuki samurai continuing to have the conversation with them like when they like, when they whole- finally have their they finally you know consummate their sizzling chemistry <laughs> you know, I just wanted to be like, you know, you're just, just yelling outside the house. Don't give in to that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> opening the bathroom door, leaning out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> even, the, even the sex scene, you know, he takes her top off and she's like, I thought you didn't want to see me naked. I'm like, oh, God. Uh, God. Yeah. Uh, I, I, almost is... expe- I almost expected him to say, well, I do now. And if he had, I would have thrown my shoe to the fucking television. <laughs> um, so, Thankfully, he uh, doesn't speak in that scene. No. You know who does speak? Lou Reed. <laughs> it's not really. It's not really Lou Reed. It's really. I, 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 did, I did say in my message to you last night that that doing, doing the, the theme song to a great B. A erotic thriller would seem like something Lou Reed would do as a lark, but but it yeah. was not a, a a a not Lou Reed, just merely an impressive Lou Reed impersonator. <laughs> it is not Lou Reed, just an incredible simulation. No, but the the captions said that it was not Lou Reed. Oh, good to know. <laughs> I kind of would have loved it if it was because like oh, I yeah. no, that would have been the absolute best. But when it starts off with beat poetry, I was like, oh boy, 
this is going to be bad. And it was, it was the entire thing was kind of bad. Um, I did enjoy Dazzle's tutting. Um, now, Dazzle, Dazzle's tutting to Violet in Friday the 13th, part five. Who's better? Oh, Who rocks it? God. Uh, I, I kind of like Dazzle, honestly. Uh, Dazzle's very, it was very quick, but she's not hitting as hard as Violet. Violet is slower, but more intentional. So I think I'm going Violet. Okay. Um, plus I like Violet's bedroom and it has a lot of posters that they got from the, uh, trash bin behind the warehouse, (laughs) warehouse records or licorice pizza for that matter. Yes. Licorice pizza was a record store. Everyone. When go, you go, go see, theater. go see licorice pizza exclusively in theaters. November 26th. Yes. <laughs> you might see me there. I really want to see that movie. Yeah. No, it looks fi- fucking fantastic. What happens when you cross the skill of gymnastics with the kill of stripping Gina? <laughs> that sounds almost like something out of a uh, uh, final destination movie. It does. Yes. Um, one of the lyrics to the random songs, which was the bottom line. Um, don't cross the bottom line or you'll find out why you're afraid of the dark. That, that's not rhyming. That, there's no rhyme in that, that chorus. No. You, if you cross the bottom line, was this a song about anal sex? Have we gone back to Jade? <laughs> Norman Fell in this movie, I guess, is our non, our untoxic male figure for the most part, with the exception of the one phone call he has where he, he says to the, the person he's talking to, I did not talk about my penis all night. I, I kind of love him a little bit because because he, he sort of, you know, he grudgingly cares about the dancers. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I, I do like the whole thing like... Uh, uh, when he's hiring uh, Kay Lenz's character, he's like, he's like, you're going to screw me? And she's like, no. And he's like, no, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yes. He's just constantly walking around with an unlit cigar, uh, sometimes with a bucket hat, counting cash at an open table, lamenting because he has to make this strip club run seven days a week with six strippers. His, like this strip club called rock bottom. Rock <laughs> bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and several people hit it. Which feels like a Simpsons show. Con. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's almost, it, it gives the illusion that the blue oyster in police Academy is subtle. Or um, uh, the mind chat in, uh, in Zoolander. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I, I, I hate to bring up um, uh, Louis C.K., but it just reminded me of um, there was an ep- the episode of his show with Robin Williams uh, where they went to this absolutely depressing strip club. Mm. And and I, I know where that strip club is. It is by the Costco <laughs> in <laughs> Sunset Park, Brooklyn. And it is very much... <laughs> the bleakest looking place imaginable. <laughs> but yeah, that looks like a place that would be called rock bottom. Yeah, very much. I just, Oh, the, he must be losing money hand over fist. Yeah. It, it's props. a little odd that he, in Los Angeles where, you know, you per capita probably got more struggling actors than even in New York. 
uh, and you know, many of them, you know, more than qualified, certainly more qualified than Kay Lenz to do it. He can't find <laughs> strippers. He cannot find people cannot. to 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 women to come in and take their clothes off and dance around for a little money once or twice a week. He cannot find a not a stripper to be found. No. They don't want to work there. They don't want to house their clothes anywhere. A snake can pee on them. They just don't want to do it. Oh, I hit the microphone. Um, <laughs> Kaylin's her shuffle, the the bad dance shuffle, which at, at, when she first dances, you're like, okay, this is a bit. But then later on when she's having her big, I'm dancing for myself now moment. She also incorporates the same white guy shuffle. Like she's been forced onto the dance floor at a wedding. Like we're all doing it, Kay. And well, the funny, like, well okay. the funny thing is she's also wearing this lingerie that like looks like something you'd wear to spice up your marriage. <laughs> like, like everybody else has got like, you know, the G strings and like the pasties and like the, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the you know, leather boots and all. And she's got this very demure, like, you know, you know, you you Sears Midnight Collection lace teddy on right yes it's one step above a nightgown <laughs> yeah it's like something your mom your mom gives you to like wear your wedding night you know giggling knowingly <laughs> like she thinks that's going to be your first time together you know <laughs> <laughs> he's going to need this it's otherwise it's special. not going to happen <laughs> <laughs> it's like mom we've done this already. <laughs> Uh, it was at that point where I wrote one of my few notes that says I was unaware that Kay Lenz was a gifted physical comedian. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I, I just, I, I feel like there are elements of this that obviously shows that, that, that Kat Shay knew how to um, allow women to be themselves on camera. And it feels a bit more grounded. And then there's this just paper thin uh, mystery plot that's put over it that just falls apart if you think about it too hard. And then is absolutely actively ruined by Greg Everhard just trying so hard to be Sylvester Stallone. Trying just really trying to make it as a gritty cop with a, a dagger earring. And the whole time you're like, get the fuck off of camera. And then when he <laughs> shot, you're like, thank God. Like, oh, thank God. But oh, like a true survived. horror villain, he gets up. <laughs> He's a real ghost face. He's a Jason Voorhees. Put him up there. Jason, Freddy, Ghostface, Greg Evigan. The worst horror slasher characters of all time. Oh, Just, god. oh my god, yeah, yeah the and, worst. You and you got the impression that what what you know, Cat Shea would have liked to have done was to make a documentary about strippers, right? You know, or, and, and again, as we pointed out, you know, some of these women do seem like they were actual strippers. Yes. Yeah. Um. And you know that they and again they are the most interesting part of the movie. And then you've got Roger Corman's like, nope, we gotta we gotta make this some kind of like you know, you know, cheesy slasher movie. And they don't even really that they don't work together. No, if this had been like a little bit more of an interior drama where you could still have Kay Lenz trying to figure out a murder within the group, but you take Greg Evigan out of it. 
because he's fucking messing everything up. Then I think you might have had a movie because you can get, there's an interiority to that scene. Uh, the behind the, the, the stage sort of look at it, you know, whether or not you want to have the dancing. I mean, you, you hired real exotic dancers. Why not let them strut their stuff? But it's <laughs> just, it is a, well, it's I, a real mixed bag. As I pointed out, if you want to do some domestic drama about, you know, a woman who, who, you know, decides to find herself by becoming a stripper you know, fine, and have her be already married to someone, yeah. and and you know have him struggle with that. Which you know, okay, I I could see that being a a realistic thing, but not if it was his idea. Yeah. You know, all I could keep thinking about is you know every once in a while I, I don't know how often you read you know, like Dear Prudence or uh, you know other advice columnists like that or or you know you know am I the asshole. And you know, relationship Reddit and stuff like that. Um, it reminds me a lot of uh, men who will write in and say, uh, "Dear whoever, uh, I suggested to my wife that we open up our relationship, and I have not found anybody to date, but she has found gone on many dates and slept with other men. I'm really angry yeah. about this. How can I tell her to stop?" <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> "Well, you can't because it was your idea." You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, if you want to say, well, you know, I, it turns out I don't enjoy this. Can we close it up again? Fine. Mm-hmm. But you, you can't take a defensive. How dare you go out and do exactly what I told you to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, so but I, I, don't, this- I don't know if you're if the audience is supposed to think he's an asshole for this. You know, oh. I, I, I think that you're supposed to think, yeah, maybe she should stop doing this so they can be together. Why in the world should she be together with him? Yeah, no, I don't get it at all 100 he's absolutely every time he came on screen i got angry my lip curled up i was like <laughs> i mean in terms of choose your own sex venture it norman fell i don't know the the police secretary <laughs> who's the one i can stand <laughs> I, I mean really you know under- some of the strippers were okay i can no longer remember i i can no longer remember the names i mean i remember dazzle and and poor simple yeah. when they got dragged out of the truck eventually but uh right but you know they, they were cute enough they seemed fun yeah sure um yeah i i yes but w- this is also one of those movies yeah. we can where we can actually choose our own death venture yeah k k len k k len seems too self-conscious to have a good time so you know yeah <laughs> <no>. <laughs> she's gonna leave that shirt on the whole she, time here's the thing k lens has been through enough honestly. <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> she doesn't need this added on to her plate <laughs> so if we're going to choose our own death venture, we actually have things to choose from. And that is you could be tossed off a bridge and then lit on fire. Uh, you can be garroted by razor wire and then hitched to a truck Ooh. shot and then stuffed into a closet with bad art uh, shot in the shoulder and die of loneliness. <laughs> or you, you can be emulated while you're dressed like Stevie Nicks and uh, Gina. I choose you to go first. Oh, honestly, the you know, I, I love Stevie Nicks, but I also don't want to. I also don't want to burn because that that's yeah. That, no. Also, that, that took that character. That took that character a long time to die. Yeah, they were just mm. screaming for like three minutes straight. Yes, screaming um, and dying in slow motion and it's flailing cool. around, and that that did not seem good. Uh, I I you know 
I would say shot in the shoulder and die immediately, but he also might have died a virgin, and I don't want oh, I, I don't want that. But you get to be a DJ at a strip club for a little while, and that's got to be great people watching. I mean, this audience is very encouraging. It's very weird. There's a guy who hands out uh, paper flowers, and apparently he's making them with one hand. Oh, yes, Mr. Mister um, Pocket. Mr. Pocket. And then there's George St. Geegland also in the audience, <laughs> apparently pranking yeah. Strippers with too much tuna. Yeah, uh, apparently this is like you know, you you senior, senior citizens get get reduced uh, entry fees because the average age of this audience is about sixty two. Well, they're the only ones who can come out in the middle of the day or the middle of the night. I don't understand when this thing is opened. Yeah, it, this is one of those movies where where it takes place almost entirely at night. Yeah, <laughs> they live in dark city. I don't. <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> Or when it is the middle of the day, they're just at Randy's Donuts or they're saying vagina in front of a cop and he drops his weights. This is a movie we could talk about for two minutes or 20 hours. There's yeah, no in between. Yeah, I mean, just, just focusing on Greg Evigan constantly pretending to stab her <laughs> because he's testing her reflexes. We test this motherfucker. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, man. I can't believe he didn't die. It's the one thing I wanted and it refused to give me it. Again, like you're supposed to think that these two have this like playful chemistry with each other, and and she hates him. Yeah, she I just should. I mean just 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 the 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 loathing for him just comes off of her in waves, and it is one hundred percent deserved. Yeah, the only thing good that could come of it, if she sat on his face, he would stop talking. Um, <laughs> what he though? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He, you know, he, he's like, I, I, again, I'm glad I'm surprised, but glad that, that their, their, their sex scene like cut away before, like you saw anything remotely graphic. Yeah. But which is good because he would be like, you know, the type of guy that would keep asking her if she liked this, like over <laughs> oh, and <God>. over again. <laughs> no, uh, do it different. <laughs> be better. <laughs> Oh God, we gotta stop. We absolutely have to stop. Uh, Gina, where can people find you <laughs> on these here internet? Well, I, uh, I I strip at the Pussy Cat okay. Tuesday nights from seven thirty to eight. Bring singles, make them crisp. Uh, bring singles. I do not give change. <laughs> um, that is Butterfly. She goes on at ten. Um, <laughs> And when I, I am not uh, stripping, I write about movies and TV at thespool.net. And I am on Twitter under Gina Does Things. That's G-E-N-A Does Things. Do it today, people. Check it out. Uh, you, you know about all the socials. Write uh, a review for us. We, we are apparently on Amazon uh, Audible, and we have no reviews. Uh, so if you have an Amazon uh, account, you can review us there whether or not you're an Audible customer. Uh, that doesn't so much matter. Uh, that would be great. Um, we were number three in Mexico a couple days ago. That was nice. Uh, and we have new t-shirts. Uh, go to tpublic.com uh, slash kill by kill and you will find we have two new shirts. One is a choose your own death venture shirt in the style of choose your own adventure. And man, it is really cool looking. And for those of you who wish to celebrate Sod's giving, not only, uh, you know, you, you heard the episode last week, but we have, uh, 
Jigsaw has a posse as a t-shirt for you to wear right now in the t-shirt shop. And I think you'll enjoy that. Uh, next week, we will be back with more Kill by Kill. But until then, don't worry, folks. The body count will continue for myself and for Tina. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.